What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart, and we got plenty to talk about on today's show. We got a big drop from Marvel, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, a new title, a new trailer is out. The show now with an official release date of August 17th. We'll tell you guys what we think about the trailer, what we think about all the promotional material that came out this week for She-Hulk. We'll also talk about another Marvel series that was uh, that 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 announced a synopsis and a title, Echo, which we learned about earlier. Uh, I think it was late last year when we learned about Echo in that uh, Disney Plus day. We got our first set photo from Echo and a synopsis for the show. So we'll break, give you guys our thoughts on that and break that down. We also got rumors about a new Marvel project that be coming down the pipe. We could talk about some issues regarding Aquaman two and how there may be some major what's the word i'm looking for i guess uh alterations to the story based on some of the stuff we've been seeing from amber heard and the case she's been just going through back and forth with johnny depp and there may now be some fallout for aquaman 2 that i think you guys would be interested in hearing about so we'll talk about that as well and a dc property that was expected to be debuting on hbo max will not and now there are some details as to why that project is not moving forward so we'll give you guys a nice loop around the world of superhero movies and television on this episode as we always do so it should be fun join me are my co-host starting with shamari stewart sham we got a full docket this week what are you looking forward to talking about the most hey ej glad to be on the show as always um yeah i mean i don't know i I mean, I guess She-Hulk, you know, we got our first, first She-Hulk trailer, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess Aquaman 2, I'm looking forward to that movie, so oh, any yeah, news no, about that is... big into Aquaman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that first movie was fantastic, so, um, so yeah, looking, definitely looking forward to talking about that. Yeah, and I'm very curious to hear what Shamari has to say about some of the fallout from his Amber Heard situation and what it will mean for Aquaman too. We know Shamari is a huge James Wan fan, a huge Aquaman fan, so that should be a fun discussion. Kendall joins us on the podcast as well. Kendall, always good to have you on. What are you looking forward to talking about today on the show? Uh I mean look, I'm excited to talk about She Hulk. Um very surprised trailer. Uh was not looking for not looking for it, but um there were the uh the Disney upfronts uh this week so got some news out of that um including she hulk uh or as we should now be calling it she hulk attorney at law mm-hmm. new title so uh excited to talk about that um should be good should be a good discussion it should be and let's get right to it so as kendall just mentioned new title she hulk attorney at law we got a full first trailer that came out um at last night's Disney's Upfronts, and now is, of course, out to the public. We got to see Tatiana Malzani narrating a little bit of this trailer. We got to see uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo playing, of course, Bruce Banner, the Hulk, narrating the beginning of this trailer. We get to see some of this journey that we're going to be going through with this Jennifer Walters character, the cousin of Bruce Banner. And someone who will transform into <laughs> She-Hulk when this movie, com- excuse me, when this uh, Disney Plus project comes out. First of all, like I said, new title: She-Hulk Attorney at Law. 
a new title logo, which is, of course, needed because the title is different. Um, they came out. I think the logo is hard. I think it's actually one of the better Marvel logos for any project they've done, in my opinion. I actually really like it a lot. New poster came out, which is very much a uh, a nod to one of the more iconic, you know, She-Hulk pictures in the comics of her, you know, in kind of her green She-Hulk look, but walking up a stairs stairs to a uh, to you know to to some kind of like courthouse, and um, and this trailer that came out, and here's what I'll say: it seems like a lot of people have had varying opinions about it. I like the trailer, but I think that there's a lot to still, I think, be concerned about with this project, as far as I'm concerned. Because the spirit of the trailer, I think understanding who Jennifer Walters is, I think understanding what the tone of this show should be, I think they kind of nailed a lot of that. You know, Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, is, is, is a much more fun character than Bruce Banner tortured Hulk character that we, we know him to be in the comics. So the, the tone for this should be a lot different. I think we see a lot of that with, you know, kind of this young, in her 30s female woman, you know, trying to make it in the world and make it in the world of law. And it's kind of been wrapped up into this crazy world that is this superhero world, not only because of her transformation, but also through her work in the law department and, and, and the law industry. And getting that feel that that true feel of what that show should probably be or what that story should be i think they nailed a lot of that i think maybe it surprised some people i think a lot of people maybe were expecting a little bit something more for lack of a better term contemporary for what you expect from a superhero show which is to take itself a little seriously this show doesn't appear like it's going to do that and i don't think it really should so all that stuff good i think malzoning was good I think the stuff we saw from Ruffalo was good. I really have no issues with that part of it. But then there's the CGI part of it, which I think some people are saying, well, give them some time and it will look a little better. I mean, look, we're only two months out. This is not like our three, well, not, not two months out. We're long, man, like four months out. No, that's some time, but it's not an eternity. And I thought that a lot of this CGI to me was not passable. It looked a little Shrek-like to me at times, <laughs> and that is a problem, you know? I mean, you could tell the greatest story in the world, but if it just the look just doesn't work, the look doesn't work. And I've watched the trailer a couple of times. I've really tried to get past the CGI aspect of it, and right now I kind of can't. So I'm really hoping that they could find a way, the visual effects team over at Disney and Marvel can find a way to get this thing the way it needs to be but i don't know I, I i was first first glance i was like man this needed avengers type budget and it, it looked like they didn't give it to him avengers type budget and avengers like avengers like time to produce it and it's looked a little rushed and that gives me some concern as we're four months out when this show's supposed to come out because if the look doesn't work i just think everything else is dead on arrival it doesn't matter how good the story is so i would say this trailer mixed bag fun story i think the actors and everyone involved seem to be giving it their all but it's gonna be make or break whether or not they can make these looks for she hulk and the hulk to be honest both of them they both gonna have to work a little better than what we've seen that was my view on the trailer 
I'll toss it to Sham first. What did you make of She-Hulk Attorney at Law in the trailer that we got? She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, I mean, look, so uh, there's a lot of hubbub all, all over the place around the CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know, EJ, of course, you, you mentioned the CGI. I mean, I... So I think the CG, I, they could definitely touch it up, I would say. I think they I think they should definitely touch it up. But it doesn't look awful. I mean, to me, her CG... Um, you know, it, it definitely was not movie quality, I would say. But I don't think it looked worse than some of the other things I've seen just, like, on TV. Right. You know? So I think we're just, I think we're holding Marvel to, like, a very high standard. Like, I think, I think for me, the Eternals is probably, a, like, probably the highest bar for Marvel Studios, maybe. In, I would agree in, like, with that. Um, but I'm not expecting this to meet that bar. And to be honest, even like the regular Hulk or like the, well, I'll put, um, well, the Ruffalo Hulk, I'll probably be more specific. Uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought the, uh, the other Hulk, the Incredible Hulk was a little better, but the Ruffalo Hulk, I don't think sets the bar that high either. He was in this trailer too. And he looked about the same, you know, still kind of looked like Zion, according to some people online. Um, you know, he still looked kind of like, kind of Shrekky, you know, still looked a little, you know, looked a little... I don't know. He just he just looked like a guy, a little you know, a big green guy. So, um, so yeah, it's you know, I don't know. I I don't think the CG didn't appall me as much as it did other people. Um, I think the story looks good. You know, it looks like something I'd watch. Um, and uh, the CG is CG is okay. I do think they should touch it up. I think that I think that would do the show a lot of good. But it isn't turning me off as, as as it seems to be turning off a lot of other people. So, um, so yeah, those are probably my thoughts on it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm hoping to see, um, you know, maybe another lawyer, another a, a blind lawyer, maybe, <laughs> you know, can show up. Maybe from uh, maybe from Hell's Kitchen. You know, from Hell's Kitchen. You know, maybe a son of a son of a boxer. Yeah, maybe we get uh, a, a Nelson and Murdoch appearance. Maybe. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. But that's what I'm holding out. Yeah. For. There was no announcement of anything regarding Charlie Cox being involved, but I mean, there's been plenty of rumors and plenty of speculation out there that he will appear in this. We'll have to see if that is the actual case. But one person that Kendall that we did learn from this uh, from this week that that we know that will appear in this project is Wong, who we actually just saw in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now I don't. I'm pretty sure Wong is not in this trailer, but he was announced to appear in this show, which I thought was a little bit interesting that they decided not to put him in the trailer if you knew that he was actually going to be in the show. But maybe his appearance will actually be a big moment in the show. Kendall, what did you think of the trailer for She-Hulk Attorney at Law? Um, I thought the trailer was all right. You know, it's it's passable. Um, the CG wasn't great, but that wasn't what bothered me. Um, interesting. Okay, definitely was a little Shrek Fiona kind of thing going on with with, with yeah, man. Ruffalo yeah, and and Matt Ma- 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 but um, 
But yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, that was like I was willing to live with that because I'm like, you know, it's it's She-Hulk. Like, it's not it's, it's going to be hard to make that. Look, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall it's a tall order. It's a tall tall task, man, to make that look great. So I'm willing, especially on a on a, on a limited series. So I, you know, I'm willing to, to 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 look the other way on that. Um, I'm a little concerned about just the, the overall tone and, and, and maybe not even the tone, but like, what is the, what is like the why, like, why are we, why are we doing this? Well, you know, what is, what are we supposed to take out of this? And I think that Marvel, you know, they bat, they're batting, you know, 800, you know, like they, they eight out of 10 times they're, 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 they're money. So I, I, you know, I have no reason to believe that this one is going to be the one that, that fails, but that was some of the some of the smoke was that a couple of weeks a couple of months ago when we talked about it that yeah you know there's some people in Marvel I think it was Jeff Snyder uh, insider that said this might be the one that 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 falls apart this might be the one that isn't uh, the unanimous there, there were rumors there were rumors rumors earlier this week that there were people still concerned about this yeah and then and then when you see this trailer I can't say that this trailer. Uh, you know, alleviated any of those yeah, concerns. Didn't put, didn't put you at. Didn't put you at ease. Did not put me at ease. Um, I thought that the the, the Miss Marvel trailer was better. In terms of that, um, I wasn't even a huge fan of that one. But I think that one, that one was more like, all right, at least I get what that show was going for. Um, this one, I think, it's still kind of to be determined. Is it? It's clearly going to be, you know, very comedic, which. It is a lot of Marvel projects, but, um, you know, in terms of what is the, you know, what is going, I mean, look, for example, um, we think, who do we think is going to be the villain? Titana? I mean, she, she wasn't in, and she, I mean, they don't even hint at her in, in this trailer. Yeah, um, she, uh, yeah, it's going to be Titana. You know the actor, you know the actor. Yeah, who's Jamila, the actor? Jamila Jamil, who's a very funny and talented actress. I watched her in The Good Place. Yes. Um, she's a very, very short, very short cameo in this trailer. Yeah. Um, her look a little odd <laughs> to say the least. Um, anybody who's looking up, you can look up the uh, you know Jamila Jamil's look in this show. There have been some memes out there. Uh, you know, they, you know, people saying that you know you thought you were being a Marvel project and this is what they did to you. Uh, but you know, you gotta see the final finished product. You know, I don't know what's gonna come of that, but. But yeah, very little of, of that. We did see some abomination. Um, Tim Roth, of course, it will be. Yeah, can I know your boy? Will be, you know, Blonsky coming back. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be back. And and considering that Wong, as I said earlier, is also confirmed to be in this show. Whatever was going on in Shang Chi, perhaps we'll have we'll learn more about what that situation is and how it connects to Jennifer and or. Uh, Bruce when it comes to this I feel like when I watched this here was my here was the feeling I had when I watched this like I said I like the spirit of it I think the spirit of it was exactly what She-Hulk should be a She-Hulk show now if She-Hulk was part of the Avengers or part of something else I'd probably want something a little more serious but a show that is about Jennifer Walters journey I thought that this mostly hit the notes you would want but Watching the Mark Ruffalo Hulk in this and his role in this project, I just sat there and thought, man, we need to get to World War Hulk and just get out of this, whatever this thing is with 
they're what they're doing with this Bruce Banner character. I don't. Yeah, I just don't think. I just don't. I just don't think. I just don't think it works anymore, man. Like I, I think that the the <laughs> there was some there was some like novelty to Avengers Endgame and and Hulk being this smart, new smart, smart Hulk, Hulk that I enjoyed. <laughs> I, I I thought it was fine. I was like, okay, this is cool. It's, you know, it's not something that hasn't been done before. But it's like, all right, wow. I didn't think we'd go this way, but this is where we're going. And I think for you know maybe a movie or so, this would be fine. I, I, it's me watching this. It made sense why I started hearing those rumors about War of Hulk happening because he, he's so, you know, uh, what's the word, domesticated at this point. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> he's like he's almost not even a superhero to me. Like like I can't imagine that guy beating up anybody. Like I'm being honest. Like I don't know if you guys see. Like, I can't imagine like if there's a real threat wherever he's at. I feel like he's getting washed. I feel like he's too nice a guy. I feel like he'll he'll try to talk the person that he'll talk the villain down. I think Abomination is getting him out of there. I'm sorry, and like that shouldn't be how I feel about Hulk. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, and then require. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what is gonna get. I mean, I I mean, obviously, haven't announced World War Hulk, but assuming that's gonna be the the case. We don't know what is going to be the the point A to point B that gets us to World War Hulk and what that even looks like. But um, obviously, the room there are some there's speculation that uh, Scar could be involved in that somehow. Um, that could be interesting. But like you said, we need to we need to we get need, there. We need, we need to get there, right? I was gonna say I don't know yeah. I don't know how we're gonna get there, but we need to get there. <laughs> and uh, let's 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 put the pedal to the metal and like speed this thing up. I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they if there was some kind of swapping of Hulks, because like you said, EJ, this Hulk is just like he's just perpetually in his glasses with his coffee, you know, <laughs> at his computer desk and, you know, whatever. Like, this is not Hulk. You know what I mean? This is like just some guy. You know, I feel like I guess for me, and I agree, (laughs) Sham. I think maybe it would be a little different if I felt like we had dealt with Ruffalo dealing with this tortured existence as the Hulk for a longer period of time. But remember, we haven't. Like he was in Avengers, and he's a he was you know he's a piece of the Avengers, and they explored it a lot in in Sydney, you know, in uh, Age of Ultron. Ultron. Credit where credit is due, and maybe some people didn't like how they explored it by going through a love angle with Natasha, but they did explore it. So, okay, there is that part of it. Okay. We've done a little bit of that. So it's really, you know, one, maybe two movies where you say, okay, they really kind of, it was even a thing, you know, the Thor entry he had, you know, it really wasn't about Banner is not even in it. If I'm, if I'm pretty sure like he's not even in the movie, it's just Hulk. So mm-hmm. we don't really see anything with that. And then we get to, Infinity War, he doesn't show up because Hulk is upset, or we don't know. Yeah, he's upset is, is the explanation that, that the Russo brothers gave us. He doesn't like that. He feels like Banner just uses him to beat up people. Um, and then we see him in Endgame, and he's smart. And that's it. Like, there isn't, we like, I don't feel like Ruffalo's, like, I don't feel like his growth is that earned. I guess maybe is my point. It just seemed like he didn't really have that many, much difficulty, and then... He found the cure to Hulk is to embrace Hulk, and that allowed him to stay smart, which we didn't see him 
do any of that. He just nope. showed up smart. We never saw him. He just showed up. It was a shock value thing, which, again, I think it worked for that movie. But we didn't see any of that. And now, I, like, they're just we're just moving forward with this version of the Ruffalo Hulk being this way. And it's already this is only the second entry now, but I'm already fed up. I'm already like enough of this. So like, I, 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 don't I don't ever know. want to see the Hulk like this after this project. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I, I honestly I don't know if they'll like. I don't know if they'll ever with Ruffalo to be sp- more specific. I don't know if they'll ever do a Hulk like like what we want to see from Hulk. You know, like I mean, Hulk like on a rampage rampage. Because, I mean, they want to keep these movies PG-13. Um, we've seen them toe the line, you know, probably with Thanos the most. But yeah. Yeah, I, think we I, don't know gonna, I don't know if they want to show Hulk being like Hulk. Like, I don't know if they want to do that. I mean, they still want to sell the well, toys. Well, and, well, what frustrates me, you know, though, is do the they not want to do it, or does Mark Ruffalo not want to do it? No, I think I... I well, I don't I, know I think so. I think some of this smart Hulk stuff is... Is was pushed from him. I think he's talked about how much he's input he's had in his character, mm. and I think that again they found some novelty in like what if the Hulk was able to. I think it would be different if I actually saw the Hulk like pounding people still, but also being smart. But we don't really see that. Like his entry in in Endgame is just like we don't really see him. You know, remember he's like he's like he's incapacitated most of the time. Remember he has a whole deal with the Ancient One. We don't even see him actually fight or do anything until the end when, you know, he's in a he's a he's part of a mosh posh of people that are all fighting. So he kind of got lost in the shuffle. And we didn't even think about him being somebody that could face Thanos. It was, you know, it was Wanda. It was Captain Marvel. It eventually was then Tony Stark. They were the people who were actually squaring up with 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 uh, with Thanos. It wasn't even Hulk. He wasn't even part of the picture. It's like he's not even a threat. And now he's here. He's just like, you know, uh. He's doing the Mr. Miyagi thing in this project. And it just seems like a, a it seems like a loss. It seems like a like like a missed opportunity. That if this is really all we're gonna get from Hulk down the line. It's like, I don't know. I just didn't move on from him. I hope not. I w- again the rumor, and I we only talk about rumors, is only speculation. The rumor is for the people that wanna see something involving a planet Hulk, World War Hulk type of thing. Is hang tight. It's coming. And in fact, that this show could be your first step towards that. I'm praying it is, Kendall. But that is not. That, I don't know weird. how much more. I don't know how much more I can watch of this. Thing. Like maybe even beyond whatever other Avengers thing. That would be the next big thing. Is if, if they tease that, I'd be like, all right, that's what I'm waiting to see. But that's what's weird. Because nothing about what we saw in this trailer like feels like it has that kind of yeah, exactly. weight. Nothing, <laughs> like it feels nothing feels like that. It'll it, it'll be able to to have that that sort of intensity. So, I mean, look, we've been surprised before sometimes, but typically you you see a trailer for Ant Man. Ant Man isn't gonna be like you know, it's not gonna be like Avengers Endgame, you know. But I don't know. We'll we'll again we'll see. Um, I, for the most part, I look uh, in terms of the, the casting of, of Tatiana Maslany. I mean, so far I'm thumbs up. I mean, again, the CGI that's not her fault. It's just it is what it is. Um, but 
I, you know, I have nothing, nothing, nothing negative to say on that front uh, at this point, and I have no reason to believe I will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm still very excited about this. Uh, I feel like, I mean, the word was that there's going to be a ton of cameos. You guys mentioned uh, Matt Matt Murdock as a possibility. Um, Jessica Jones has been one that people have talked about. So, I mean, after Doctor Strange, I'm not gonna get too. I'm not gonna get too out, out of control. I said yeah. that after. I said that after. Uh, I mean, we gonna say that after every time. After Loki, yeah, after WandaVision, WandaVision, after everything. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, it's never gonna happen again. Then Spider Man happened. Now <laughs> we're back to. All right, when's Magneto showing up? So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's safe and say, look, Matt Murdock is all I need for a cameo for me to lose my mind. You know, Jessica Jones. I. I don't think it's gonna happen, but if. if the, if the the speculation is correct, then that that'll be awesome. But the word is that we're supposed to be get, supposed to be getting a lot of cameos, whether that's Marvel MCU centric or whether it's potentially new characters being introduced. Uh, that remains to be seen. Yep. And then real quickly, the official synopsis is: She Hulk, attorney at law, follows Jennifer Waters as she navigates the complicated life of a single thirty-something attorney who also happens to be a six-foot-seven. A green six foot seven inch super powered Hulk. The nine episode series welcomes a host of MCU vets, including Mark Ruffalo as Smart Hulk. Interesting that they note that he is Smart Hulk. Uh, Tim Roth as Emil uh, Blonsky slash the Abomination, and Benedict Wong as Wong. The cast also includes Ginger Gonzaga, Gonzaga Josh Segarra, Jamila Jamil, John Bass, Renee Elise Goldsberger, Goldsberry. Um, and then it goes through the uh, one of those names, DJ. One of those names in that cast, I'm most excited about, man. Josh Segarra. I, I know, I knew you were gonna say that. Our man Prometheus, Adrian Chase, <laughs> is back. It's um, been a long time, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, it's been a minute man. I look, I this is one of those castings either. where you're excited because you love the actor and you're like, he's gonna do a great job. I don't know who he's playing, but he's gonna do a great job. But I just feel like, man, if he's, you know, fifth billing in She-Hulk is just is, is beneath him. It's beneath him, man. You know, I, mean, it, I don't think it's beneath him when it comes to his 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 name. I think it's beneath him when it comes to his talent. Maybe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, okay. and that's the thing, you know, there and there are actors like that where you're like, I look, I get why you had to take the role, man. Like, you know, <laughs> a couple of years ago, you were doing Arrow and now you're now you're in She-Hulk. But, you know, but if I was Kevin Feige. You know, I you know I I'm willing to give that guy a shot at a bigger at a bigger role, but I'm not a GM. Uh, you know, I don't run I don't run the ship. I think but, it is noteworthy that that uh Kevin. I, I mean, I'm, I guarantee you, part of the reason why he's on this show is because of what he did on because what he yes. did on Arrow. Yes, hundred you know, percent. You know, they they saw the team. Yeah, yeah. They watched they watched their footage. They did their breakdowns, and they were like. This guy's very talented. We want him, and it, like you know, I see some of this, the the pictures we have. I mean, he may, I don't know. I doubt he'll be playing the same kind of dark kind of character, but I just think that that definitely was their gateway to seeing probably his other work and thinking this is something we want on our roster. And we know how Marvel does with that. So, look, I'm excited about the project. As Kendall always says, look, superhero project. I'm not gonna be out here talking crazy about uh, we don't need this or anything. I'm excited. I'm glad they're doing it. I like that She-Hulk is going to be a part of the MCU. I hope that they are able to fix out some of the issues with the CGI. But 
I think the spirit behind this is good. And interesting nine episodes. It's been a little while since we had a series go beyond six at this point. You know, we had to date all the way back to WandaVision to get a story this long, I believe. So nine episodes, noteworthy, I think, in this uh, story as well. Let's also uh, move forward, though, and let's talk about another Marvel Disney Plus project coming up. We got Echo and a, a new synopsis. This is a series that will premiere on Disney Plus. It was star. Uh, uh, I, 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 how do you pronounce her first name? Anybody? In what show? Uh, Echo. Alakwa Cox? Alakwa Cox? Alakwa. Alakwa. Apologies to Alakwa Cox. Of course, we saw her first in Hawkeye playing Maya Lopez. She will continue playing Maya Lopez now in her own series. And we got a set photo, which is her. It doesn't show too much, but it's her. Uh, she's looks like she's on a forklift because it says forklift rating. <laughs> 22,000, 24,000 pounds. Um, she looks a little exhausted, a little tired, like she's been maybe on the run, which you would maybe expect given the last time we saw her. She, you know, was putting a cap in Wilson Fisk. So this is uh this, this would make sense, but. We got a little bit of a, a taste of what we what we'll see here, so I'll toss it to uh, Kendall. What do you think? How do you feel? <laughs> what, what, did, what did John Moran say? Whatever John Moran said, that's what she did to to, to, to Wilson Fitz. Oh yeah, what uh, uh, he found the hollow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> Wilson Fitz found the hollow. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Echo should be exciting. Um, you know, I feel like. I would this you want to talk about surprises. I mean, She Hulk was surprising, but I I mean, we knew this was coming. Echo, I did not expect to see anything about I didn't know Echo was filming. So I did not expect to see a drop of Echo for like at least a year. So yeah, the the rumor was it was supposed to film like later this year. So Right. And obviously, you know, I don't know. I mean, this could have been something that they filmed during Hawkeye, you know, or just a picture they took during Hawkeye if they really wanted to. Um, that is true. You know, and it could be like a, something that they shot. No one is going to be in Echo, but um, just as like a, you know, a preview kind of thing or uh, or flashback. But but still uh, did not expect to see anything Echo related, but still exciting nonetheless. Um, obviously does not tease too much, but, you know, like you said, the, the setting it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the same as She Hulk. You know, it's not we're not gonna be in a lot of courtrooms and no you know, not gonna be the same even as, you know, some of the some of the setting of Hawkeye. So uh this this will be a lot more ground level, a lot more uh you know, gritty. So I'm excited for that and, and that that's what they tease in this. So uh no Wilson Fisk, you know, no no Matt Murdock just yet, but I expect those characters will play a large role in the series as well. Shamari, the synopsis reads, Echo revisits Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her hometown. She must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family. So that was the um, synopsis that was given. As Kendall mentioned, when you talk about that ruthless behavior, to quote John Morant, Kendall said, <laughs> Wilson Fisk, Wilson Fisk uh, he was free to see how hollows feel. Um, he knows how they feel now yeah. after what we saw. Um, what do you make, Kendall? I mean, Shamari, uh, of that synopsis and the little we got for Echo? Uh, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be cool. Um, so, 
I very much enjoyed what we got from Echo. Yes. In Hawkeye. It was very good. Um, Alaco Cox did a very good job. I'm expecting more in this show. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm completely open to, you know, whatever it is I got to show. The image uh, looks pretty cool. She looks good as Echo. I mean, there's nothing, you know, I have, no, I have nothing bad to say. I'm expecting just more of the same. I'm sure that's what the director, um, uh, I believe her name is Sydney Freeland. I believe, and I, I'm sure that's what the director um, told her to do. Right. It just look. She did a great job in the show, in Hawkeye, and just want more of that same energy. I'm sure we'll get a lot more of that. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm expecting a good show. Probably not cameos. I wouldn't expect from this show. Uh, probably more Fisk, more D'Onofrio, and I'm and I'm more I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, He's so strong now that just in terms of in the Marvel universe that I don't really I don't know what to expect honestly, um, but but you know I mean it should it should be cool to see and maybe we have to see more of the the actual um, kind of in, enter criminal enterprise yeah um, instead of just you know those the the sweat the guys in sweats um, in uh, Hawkeye uh, so yeah, yeah I mean I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, this with this the suits, the sweatsuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tracksuits. Uh, yeah, tracksuit. There you go. The tracksuit mafia. Yeah, I, look, I, I think that in terms of the synopsis, like we see, okay, we're moving away from New York City, so that could provide a difference in tone, difference in in feel, which will be interesting. Right. Uh, like you said, Sydney Freeland, who also worked on Navajo, is uh, one of the two directors working on this, along with a uh, Catriona McKenzie. I, I want to before we get to get to watch the show. I definitely want to watch some of these, uh, some of their projects to see some of the work they've done, particularly Navajo, since uh, we know, of course, uh, Echo is a Native American character, and we see that this show is going to touch on the the Native American roots that uh, that is existent with the Maya Lopez character. So should be uh, a fun project. I think moving away from New York City makes me wonder how much you'll see of Fisk and or Matt Murdock, but I, I think that I would be shocked if we didn't see both of them. I think that there's a great chance you'll see both of them, and hopefully we'll see a great deal. They were not announced as part of the cast or people involved with this show, but I would, again, I would be surprised they didn't have uh, a big piece of the pie here. So I think one of the more interesting stories that came out this week was regarding a, a project that I don't think people really were anticipating. So if you guys, well, one, if you watch just this recent Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie, uh, but also if you watched the What If Disney Plus project, you're now from, very familiar with the notion and the idea of a Captain Carter, a, a Peggy Carter who in a different timeline gets the Super Soldier Serum and becomes the British version of Captain America or Captain Britain, as you say. And it was very popular in terms of just the idea that it was floated out there. We saw it in What If. A lot of people really liked it. We got to see her in um, What If. I mean, excuse me, uh, in, in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That also went over well as well. But now the, the Diz Insider 
Brooks News claiming that a solo project is in the works that will center around Captain Carter. It will be a live action series for Disney+. Plus. Of course, Haley Altwell, who's been playing the Peggy Carter character since Captain America First Avenger, would of course be a major part of that show. This is not something we even learned about that we would have any any continuation of this um, Captain Carter beyond what we saw in Doctor Strange or in What If on a live action standpoint. So I was pretty surprised when I saw this. I'll give it to Kendall here. What do you think of the idea of doing a live action Captain Carter series? Uh, so you guys know my philosophy at this point. Um, when it comes to Marvel particularly, but even DC to an extent, uh, no bad ideas, no dumb ideas. Uh, well, I won't say there's no dumb ideas, but I'm never going to be the guy that's like, you know, complaining that they're making this show, particularly with Marvel, because Marvel typically nine times out of ten, they're good. So who am I to tell Kevin Feige what shows not to make? But um, at, at the flip side, you know, if there's a show that I'm not super interested in, my mindset will just be, well, it's not for me. Uh, I don't know what Marvel's budget is. I may have better ideas. I mean, I may have been, I have, there are shows that haven't been made like the X-Men and, you know, the Fantastic Four and whatnot, or movies that haven't been made that, yeah, I think should be number one on the list. But with that being said, I, I like the idea of a Captain Carter series. Wouldn't be first on my list, wouldn't be second, wouldn't be tenth, but, you know, but if you, if you ran that by me, I would say, yeah, I'm a thumbs up. Um... First of all, Captain Carter, I mean, look, first, so first and foremost, uh, the, the MCU Captain America that they set up is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Steve Rogers, one of my favorite ca- characters in the MCU. Uh, what they set up, I mean, Captain America, First Avenger, one of my favorite movies in the MCU. Um, Civil War, one of my favorite movies in the MCU. Obviously, Winter Soldier is also a great movie. Um, so... Another Captain America and Fox and Winter Soldier is probably my favorite Disney Plus series as well. So everything they've set up in that in that space has been incredible in my mind. So going back to that space is always a positive. Um, I I anything Captain America related or in this case Captain Carter related is going to be high action. It's going to be a lot of action, high octane. And so that's always a plus as well. I can't imagine you're going to do Captain Carter and it's going to be, you know, a bunch of, you know, semicircle Senate meetings like like Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars prequel. But with that being said, you know, I, so I expect a lot of action. I expect a lot of um, a lot of gritty, gritty, intense action, um, fast paced. But um, to me, I'm, I'm thumbs up. The only thing that I will say. Is that given coming off of what we saw from, uh, you know, the last time we saw Captain Carter, uh, <laughs> coming yeah, based off, of, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, spoiler alert <laughs> for the people who haven't seen, but yeah, we're, we're, I guess we're at the point now where, uh, I already spoiled it in my open, but yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, never mind. But yeah, so coming off of Doctor Strange, when you're looking <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> when you're looking at Captain Carter. Um, I, I mean, you guys know, I mean, in our review that I was not a fan of the way Captain Carter was used only because they did not, they seem to insinuate that it's a completely different version of Captain Carter. 
Um, right, that is not the the version. It's not the one from what it. That's that was your yeah. That I felt like that was a massive missed opportunity, and that it really detached me from that version of Captain Carter. I'm like, I'm you know, in the trailers and stuff, you're thinking this is the one from what if. This is gonna be crazy, and it's just some random other version that just also has to be Captain Carter. I mean, you can assume you can go and play the game that they went through the exact same stuff, but I don't know. I mean, you know, that's just not a game that I want to have to play. So. The only caveat that I will say is hopefully it's the same one from What If. Um, you know, I know Michael Waldron came out this week and said that, you know, they're going to start, you know, they set up that Earth 838 and that that may not be the last time we see stuff from Earth 838. Now, I would assume you can't do Captain Carter because of the way that ended. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, but maybe I don't know, maybe it's a prequel. Uh, setting up how she, but I don't know. I don't want to see the the origin because we already saw that. So I, hopefully it's what if. But then we also know we have what if season two coming. We all assume that the continuation of Captain Carter's story was gonna be continued in what if season two. So yeah. does it undercut that, or maybe they they were teasing that story continuing in a live action format? There's a lot of questions. I'm thumbs up though. I was. I was a fan of what they did in What If. I was a fan of way, the way it ended. I was sad that, that it didn't tie into Doctor Strange at all. But hopefully, this is a uh, this is a continuation of that. Yeah, I don't know, Sham. I mean, for me, I don't want to go as far as say I'm thumbs down, but I didn't. I wasn't all that thrilled when I heard that this was happening. And let me be clear, I. I really like the Peggy Carter character. I really, I didn't get the, I didn't watch season two of Agent Carter, but I watched full of season one of Agent Carter. I loved Agent Carter. Um, I loved the What If episode that we got. That was, you know, the Agent, the the Peggy Carter, Captain Carter episode, which was the season premiere. What If, and um, and I liked her inclusions in the story beyond that episode. My feeling about this, Shamari, and my 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 skepticism mm-hmm. is based in the idea of: Do we need to be wasting time on shows that aren't set in the major continuity? Because the whole thing about the MCU doing stuff on Disney Plus that was supposed to be a plus was that they would be expanding on and continuing on stories that are happening within our continuity. Now, I know technically all of it's in the continuity because it's all within the Marvel meta- multiverse that we are now exploring in a large way. But I guess for me, I don't know if I if I, if I needed to explore a full six-episode or nine-episode story taking place in a Earth that is just not the one that we care about. you know. And, and maybe if it was with a character that was not part already included with the marvel disney package of marvel characters maybe i feel different if you told me we're doing a wolverine i mean we've heard a lot about this wolverine anthology series that was rumored that we talked about probably a long time ago now probably last year um yeah. like you told me that this is what's happening but it's not in the mcu or it's not in earth 616 i would say yeah i don't care i want it give it to me now but Captain Carter, when I've already seen Captain Carter multiple times now, and now it's in a different world, and it may be different than the 838 Carter, or maybe different than the What If Carter, or or it may be one of those. I just don't know if I need that. I don't know if I need that to be explored at this point. I think I prefer you to 
take that time to continue to expand on the the, the world that we are currently present uh, currently kind of following for the last 10 15 years we've been following these marvel movies i don't know if i really need this but that's how i feel sham i don't know what you think uh so i mean i i generally i agree with you guys i think some i think making this show um it can be confusing and it probably will be confusing they'll have to explain who is this captain carter if it's not what if captain carter or the captain carter that we saw in doctor strange um which you know as we we all know that captain carter is no longer here so they would have to it have to be a prequel at that point which would have to be explained so it, it you know, it just creates confusion. I don't mind having this show. That's one thing. When you first mentioned just they're making the show, I had no negative reaction to that. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I don't see any kind of issue. I know briefly, um, you know, when we were talking about it before, you mentioned, you know, some people having an issue with uh, with there being just multiple Captain Americas. I guess we already have uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. and other. I don't, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, they're very easy to differentiate. Yeah, I didn't have them as a problem with that. I know that has been a thing now. I don't think it's. An, I don't think there's any kind of overcrowding going on. This is. I, I have no problem with that. Um, but I agree. I agree with you guys. I think this can be confusing. They have to explain. You know, they they have to be very clear. Sometimes they try to just you know kind of assume you guys were following along. This would need to be explained even to us, and we're hardcore fans. We watch everything. Yeah. And this would need to be spelled out to us. <laughs> I would need this spelled out to me so I can know who is this. So, um, uh, so yeah, that's probably gonna that's gonna be a bit of a uh, bit of a challenge. And you, you know, then they have to make it so that we know why this story is being told as yeah, well. Story that, that's yeah, story that's already been told. Maybe yeah, we, yeah, story has been told. In, you know, we it saw was this told story. in what if, and we continue that told in what if, yeah. and it was told well. So why do I need to see this here, you know? And so, so yeah, it's going to be, it'll, it'll, that's definitely going to be a thing. Um, you know, we're going to have to see if this is, if this is real, if this is really happening. Um, you know, I guess we'll just, we'll have to see whatever. Um, this is uh, another, I'll, I'll just say that this is another candidate for, uh, where Chris Evans could come back. Um, uh, Assuming you know that yes, he did sign the deal that yes he was reportedly signed uh, according to I believe Hollywood Reporter, Variety, whoever deadline. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I decided that or Secret War, Secret Wars at this point, I would I, in my mind. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like the the issue that they have is that one that they they. Like you said, they already told the story in What If, so they said you can't tell the origin. You almost have to continue it. Like that's the only way that that makes that this really makes any sense is if you just pick up right. where What If left off, or else people are just going to be lost. And and I think that that's fine, I guess. But um, but then I also think you run into the issue, and you know, again, not to harp on the Doctor Strange movie, but you know, the way that that character was ended, I'm like, you know. For the people that didn't even watch What If, and that's their exposure yeah. to Captain Carter, they're like, really? You're making a show on her? You know? Yeah. So I just think that they, they kind of, you know, cut themselves, cut their, you know, feet from un- out from under them a little bit. 
you know, swept their feet from under, right from under them with the way they, they handled the Illuminati in, in Doctor Strange. But, um, but that's old news at this point. Nothing you can do about that. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think I agree with Sham that, you know, it will lead to confusion. I think any way you slice it, I think Shamari was 100% right. It's going to lead to confusion. If you decide we're going to continue with the what if, if you're telling, especially with the people that, you know, again, maybe they're not super, super hardcore like us, but maybe they do watch everything Marvel does. There are people that are like that. I think they'll be confused either way. I think if you do it, continue from what if, I think they'll be confused. Be like, what did <laughs> right. I see in Doctor Strange? If you say we're doing an origin, the one we saw in Doctor Strange, I think they'll be like, why is this different than what we saw in <laughs> What If? Um, right. If you start doing a, a whole different third Captain Carter, I think they'll be like confused. They'll be like, why is this different than the two other versions we saw? I just feel, I guess to me, it just feels like Marvel's trying to capitalize on a very popular character. I mean, I think they, they found somewhere in their metrics, they found that there is gold with this Peggy Carter character. I don't know why it took them that long or to understand. I could have told them after Captain America First Avenger that this, this character was extremely popular. And they knew it a little bit because they, they did Agent Carter and had a very successful first season. It just seems like they feel like they've caught gold. And they're like, well, we got to figure out how to continue to advance this. But just, again, some of the storytelling decisions they've made since they started introducing Captain Carter, it, it doesn't seem to me it would make sense. It would lead directly to a... Disney Plus show, but when things don't make sense, sometimes they make sense, or sense rather, <laughs> and that's why things end up happening. But um, let's move away from Marvel here and let's talk about a story that I'll be honest, I'm actually proud that <laughs> as a group that we've kind of avoided a lot of the Amber Heard hysteria. There's a lot of mm-hmm. feelings, a lot of. First of all, it's a very disturbing story. Um, just kind of just a. The, the ongoing legal battle that's, that's occurred between her and Johnny Depp and some of the things that have gone on in their relationship, some of the rumors we've heard, some of the things that have been confirmed. It's been a long process, and I think a lot of it, one, we don't know a lot long of the facts of it, public. and it's, it's been very nasty, very public. I think there have been a lot of agendas pushed on all sides to, to, to push certain things from this story that, at the end of the day, it seems to me just sad all around. Um, so I'm proud we kind of just not touch any of it, but I am going to talk about Amber Heard today only because there was interesting details that came out from some of her recent court proceedings that do pertain to the future of Aquaman. So I talked about it at the top of the show, Aquaman 2, this new sequel that will be Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That is a movie that I expected to come out. Uh, it was pushed back, I believe. It was supposed to come out later this year, but I think now it's next year. Yes, March 17th. 2023 of course uh amber heard plays mara the love interest and the sorceress um from atlantis uh of and the the love interest for aquaman she was in aquaman one and she was slated to be in aquaman two and i say was slated because we learned in this recent court proceeding that her role is likely or almost already confirmed to be extremely (laughs) diminished and she went into detail about how this whole ordeal with Johnny Depp has ruined her relationship with Warner Media and DC. She said, quote, they released me from my contract and I fought to stay in it, in it being the movie Aquaman 2. And they kept me in it. I just don't know how much I'm actually uh, how much in I'm actually of the final cut. I don't know if I will be in the final cut or how much I will be. It was difficult to stay in the movie. 
Now, there have been reports that Warner Media's call on all this Amber Heard stuff was essentially diminish her role greatly in this Aquaman film. Some reports saying she's in it for as much as 10 minutes of a movie that you would expect to be at least two hours long, you would, you would think. That's certainly not a lot of time. And uh, shout out to Richard Newby. He's one of my favorite people. He he writes, you know, for the Hollywood Report. He contributes to a lot of different places. And I think he kind of had the, the best say on this. And I kind of agree with what he said. And I just, I hate DC kind of straddling the fence with this Amber Heard thing. And for those who are just a very, very in the dark of what we're even talking about with Amber Heard. Um, she was in this relationship. They were married, I guess, with Johnny Depp. There have been allegations of abuse on both sides. She initiated allegations of abuse against Johnny Depp. He, in turn, was, you know, fired from Warner Media. You know, he was doing, he, you know, I guess the Pirates, you know, stuff. He was doing all that stuff. Fantastic was, Beasts, yeah. Fantastic Beasts, yes. He, he was part of that, and all that was done because of these allegations. And then he said, well, I have abuse allegations, and I have some, some, evidence of abuse that i suffered from amber and that has led people to say well if johnny lost his job why has amber lost her job and there's been a push to get her out of here basically and warner media which did not surprise anybody because we've seen how they've done with ezra miller has said zero still about amber heard zero we know nothing about their stance on anything that's happened with amber heard this is like a two this is like a i don't know he's two years i think this is like a three-year odyssey that we're on with this old amber heard thing and several times there's been fire amber heard hashtags on twitter i mean this has been a whole ordeal um because of the sensitive nature of it we really didn't get much into it until there was a lot more details and the honestly details still very murky that's why we still haven't really touched it but what i will say is and what i agree with richard newbie is i don't like the straddling of the fence i feel like instead it just no it doesn't solve anything and i think at the end of the day it just hurts the fans so there are these serious allegations and you could take a stance on it. You could either say we don't stand for this and therefore we're recasting or cutting this person out of the movie completely and, and for X, Y, and Z and we want to make our stance clear. Or you could say we've seen this stuff. We stand with Amber Heard for whatever reason and she's in the movie because Mira is an important character to this franchise and to a lot of fans. They're doing the half measure thing, which is say nothing. So you don't really have a stance on, on how you feel about any of this and say, well, as of now, she's returning. But then leak out there. Well, actually, she's only in there for 10 minutes. So everybody's chill. And we hear this rumor. I mean, according to her, now that I can't call it a rumor, these are now allegations from her. Maybe I allegations wrong, but this claim from her that they actually tried to cut her from the contract. So it appears to me, Sham, there was some effort to get rid of her. I assume she fought them on the legal side, where they, she's probably looked at her contract, being like, "You can't cut me for whatever your whatever your reasoning is. You can't cut me." And then the return was, "Well, now we have an Aquaman movie that apparently is going to have ten minutes of Mira in it, and that's just garbage. That's unacceptable to me. You can't do it. That's like saying you're going to do a Superman movie, and there's ten minutes of Lois Lane." Like I'm sorry, that's un- that's unacceptable. That's that that is absurd to me. Mira is an extremely important character to Aquaman and to Atlantis and to the whole franchise, and she's a female lead. 
the notion that you think you could just make this character just disappear, but have her in there a little bit so you can kind of keep the continuity of your old movie, is to me, again, unacceptable. It was two very simple things you could do. You could say, we stand behind her, and I don't care what y'all say, and throw her in the movie that you normally would have. Or you could have said, we don't like this, and because of this, we're removing this character because of this serious issue we're dealing with, with abuse allegations, which we all would understand, as much as that would pain us. We would understand that. They're doing the worst thing, which is, you're kind of in it, but you're kind of not. We're kind of taking a stance, but you don't really know what our stance is. We actually tried to cut her, but we didn't say anything about that. I don't know, Chef. This 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 is whack. Like I I I read this and I was really disgusted. I'm like, y'all could actually stand for something and 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 make a case that would make all the fans feel at least some comfort as to where the direction is for this character and this franchise. And you did the worst thing you could have do, which is straddle the fence. So I heard this man. I was very upset, but I don't know how you feel, Champ. You're big. Aquaman fan, you love the first movie. What do you make of this news from Amber that she don't even know if she's in the final cut of this movie and the reports that she could be in it as much as 10 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised just in terms of the Warner Brothers. I mean, we all know how I feel about the Ezra Miller situation and how I feel about how they've handled the Ezra Miller situation. Um. So it's it's just it's weird uh, with Warner Brothers because they or Warner Media, <laughs> you know, whatever the whatever Warner Brothers Discovery now. What Warner Brothers Discovery? Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever. Now, I, I think Warner Media still exists, but I think it's over the umbrella of Warner Discovery. Yeah, the big, the giant mega company that owns everything. <laughs> that that would be um, Warner Discovery, correct? <laughs> um, so how they've handled. The Ezra Miller situation, um, and also, quite frankly, how they've handled the Johnny Depp situation with uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts and um, Pirates, I guess now I'm reading things that that he's not going to be in the next Pirates movie um, or something along those lines. So I don't know. So they're all over the place. They don't know, you know, Warner, Warner Media, they don't know, they don't know what they want to do. They're all over the place. They're scrambling. Their, you know, PR leadership, everyone, they're just like chicken wild ahead. They don't know what they want to do. They're very reactive to. They're either reactive to the public or they just don't. But like you said, they don't they don't pick this pick anything. They don't pick a side. And, it, and you know, and it's a problem. Um, now, I don't I don't. Uh, you know, not to sound like overly cynical, I don't really expect them to have a conscience. I mean, they're a company; they want to make money, they want to get people to see movies. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's kind of all they care about. Um, but, but I mean, you got to make a decision at least. You got to decide something. You know, so it's just, it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's annoying. You know, it's very annoying. I was, I am still looking forward to Aquaman. I don't know what they would need to do story-wise. I mean, when you say she's in the movie 10 minutes, to me it sounds like some kind of maybe they kill her off. I don't know. some, Because that doesn't even make any sense, like you were saying. It doesn't. So, it doesn't make any sense know. for a mirror to be 10 minutes in a movie with, with, with Aquaman. It's like that. 
Yeah, you, you can't know, tell make, me a scenario that make that where that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Honestly, um, I really don't know. Uh, she definitely isn't gaining any fans through, at least from what I can tell, through this whole trial situation. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, and I don't even want to talk about the trial. It's just been a very public, very messy. Yeah. public ordeal that I've just quite frankly been trying to avoid at this point. It's just all just I just like get this mess away from me whenever I see it. Jamari's not a court TV guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I've seen enough of this people's court, you know, Judge Joe Brown. It's like get this mess away from me. You know, so it's just too messy. So I'm just like I kind of Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, why 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 is this thing like why why I know we don't want to get into it, but I'm, yeah, I'm like, no, no. and I don't want to get into it. But like, why is this thing even like being just played? Like it's like a TV show, like you said. Like I, I don't know. I feel like, like there, there are instances where you have civil cases or whatever, and then you know it just happens behind closed doors, and we get you know maybe some transcripts, but that's it. Like this thing is playing out like it's a yeah, freaking you can wa- you like can it's watch OJ it. ver- like it's OJ versus the people or something. Like, I, I'm like, not like, literally watch it every day. Like you can yeah, go on YouTube and just I, watch it. I'm not it's so weird. I'm not it's a legal very expert. I play one on TV, but I will say that <laughs> you play one on this uh, podcast. My yeah, I play one on this podcast. My guess is that they both agreed to it. I, I don't know. You're wrong, but yeah, that's, uh, you're right, I, probably. But that's a whole other thing about why, why that was. But yeah, 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 I don't know, Kendall. I mean, I, I, again, I, I, I am exasperated by it. Like Shamari says, I'm not necessarily saying you have to have a conscience per se, but it just feels like okay, even if you don't have a conscience. Let's just do what's right by our fans and right by our creative. And what's right by your creative is to either cut the character completely out of the movie, recast the character, or just put her in the entire movie, which is where she would normally be because she's playing Mira. To do this thing, it just seems like you're just making this whole situation worse. It already sucks that you've casted someone who has this dark cloud hanging over them to where you feel uncomfortable putting them in a movie that it's supposed to be one of your flagship movies for your, you know, yeah. for your, yeah. for your thing. We were in a bad situation. Now you're making it worse. That's, that's um, the part of this that I can't stand. Yeah, I mean, look. So keeping her in the movie as normal was probably not an option for them because at this point, because it was an option at one point, but it's not now because it's definitely not now. I agree of how vilified she's been over the last year. I mean, you know, she like. Leaving her in the movie and again standing by Amber Heard would have been far more toxic than whatever they've done with Ezra Miller. And you know, and whatever, however you feel about that, it's just a fact. It is the fact. You know, that movie would have been review bombed into oblivion if they if they decided we're just gonna we're gonna stand by Amber Heard. So they have to do something, obviously. Um, in terms of keeping her in the movie versus taking her out of the movie. I feel like they kind of do the same thing. I mean, recasting is really the that's probably the most aggressive in terms of just you know wiping the slate clean. Uh, that's probably the, the the that's probably would have been the the easiest thing to do because we're talking about a character that and an actress. But we're talking about an actress that you know is leaving for um, you know as a parting of ways. You know that's not very. Uh, not 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 a not a not a clean not a clean parting of ways. You probably could have recasted 
They just paid, paid them, paid their, you know, bought her out of her contract. But maybe they didn't want to spend the money. I don't know. I mean, Warner Brothers. I don't know, you know, what their mindset is. But beyond that, I will say, I mean, in terms of her being in the movie for ten minutes, I mean, you know, and it sounds bad. I think on the surface. But I feel like we probably have had examples in the past of, of I mean, I think about even like, um, you know, a, you know, Amy Adams, you know, in, in, in what, Justice League, you know, she in that movie that much. Yeah, but that's Justice um, League, not Superman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not a, it's not, it's not a Superman and Superman's movie, supposed to be dead in the movie, so. Yeah, Superman's supposed to be dead. Um, you know, and then you think about, I mean, Mary, Mary Jane and like Spider-Man 3, you know, like. She's in it a lot less than I than I would say that she was in Spider Man One, for example. Um, but you know, you can find ways to just like, you know, you know, sometimes you have you love interest characters that you kind of, you know, kind of fade them into the into the back a little bit, you know, um, and especially in this case where you're like you're not doing it because the character is not important as much as you're doing it for completely uh, outside reasons. Um, as a viewer, I'll get it. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I can see why. And we've watched shows over. It's, I mean, it's no different in my mind than when you have like a character in TV that just gets, you know, killed off or just, you know, yeah, well, I'm moving to Mexico next week, and they just randomly, and then they're out of the show. Um, you know, you when you're watching the show, yeah, it looks stupid. You're like, where, where did this person go? Or why did they just kill them off like that? But. You know, when you're following it, you understand all of it. You know, then they show up on on NBC the next week. You realize, you know, why they why they, they their character ended so abruptly. So I feel like that's sort of they're doing the movie version of that in, with this. But um, I I agree that I think hopefully if they do have plans for this character beyond Aquaman two, which I think they should, that a recast I think at this point has to be strongly considered because. The actress right now is too toxic. I don't think that she was good enough. Honestly, no, no disrespect to Amber Heard, but I don't think that you know her character was so um, like it was so captivating. Yeah, this, this was this was not a Chadwick Boseman situation. Like, not a Chadwick Boseman situation. Her character was not captivating enough for me to be like, there's no one else that, that that's going to be able to top her her version of Mera, or I'm never going to be able to believe kind of, we're going to have multiple we versions. Really should, uh... Kind of maybe we should CG the character. For uh, <laughs> if you're, and that's just an inside yeah. joke with Kathleen Kennedy. And, yeah, yeah, you know. Listen it, to the next Imperial broadcast, and you'll you'll hear a nice rant about that. Oh yeah, I forgot we didn't even get into that <laughs> one yet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna be. She's there. She's irreplaceable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I feel like uh, that's yeah, that's definitely an actress that, um, given the the, the circumstances. The character and the performance that we've gotten in the past, that a recast seems to be the best course of action. But given the timing, I don't. I, I mean, look, they had plenty of time to recast her. They decided not to. They decided to just diminish her role, and that's on them. And I feel like that a lot of that's because of some legal stuff and some contractual stuff, where they were like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna spend the money we need to recast and and pay buy out and pay out Amber Heard as well." So you just said diminish your role. Um, I mean, I, that's again. If you're James Wan, I, if you, if I was James Wan, for example, I could say, yeah, I could work around that. It's not easy, but I, I think I could do it. 
But you know, it's also not a not a fun job. I'll tell you that much. Not a fun job. He probably no, had. man. I, I I would I would envy having to try to recast somebody a character you you introduced and you had high hopes for and saying okay we got to find a whole new person to play the same character. And I think he'd much rather do that than have to take her out of the movie, basically. Like or or I just even feel like, like but I just feel like he's gonna have to do it. He's gonna have to do it anyway. Is, yeah, that's what I mean, I'll leave that unless you're killing off Mara, and that there is no well, yeah, scenario. Do it, but they don't have to. There's no him. scenario where killing off Mara is a good idea. That would be idiotic. Yeah, they're gonna have to do it, but they don't have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like saying, "Do you, should should we buy out Russell Westbrook, or should we <laughs> let his contract expire? Yeah, let his contract run out and sign a point guard after. We're gonna sign have to sign a point guard at some point. You know, so I mean, obviously there's a cap in the NBA, but in the same sense, I'm not going to then pay another max contract point guard and cut Chris Paul, or I mean, cut Russell Westbrook when I'm going to have to pay Russell Westbrook anyway. So their mindset is, we'll just put him on the bench. I know it sounds stupid. You're like, well, then who, who's the point guard? We don't have we don't have one. <laughs> but that's the that I feel like that's the mindset that they're that they're taking with this Merrick character. I just find it. I just find it. I don't know. There's something just nasty to me about how they say nothing about anything going on with Amber Heard. And we learn here that they released her from her contract and she had to fight to keep her contract, I guess. But like, I feel like that was reported a while ago. I, I you know, I, I mean, I it might know. have been rumor. I don't think it was a like an official report. It might have been rumors that yeah, they they got her out of here, but we didn't yeah, that, yeah, that they were trying to they were trying to ask her, ask her from her. I feel like we talked about that. Like it was, it was over a year ago, like you said. This thing's been going on for a long time, but I, I vaguely remember us d- d- discussing. Yeah, you know, Warner Brothers is trying to axe Amber Heard. That was like one of the few times we actually talked about this whole ordeal because it was yeah. like it was it was crazy. The idea that oh, she's not even going to be in it, um, and now we're here. But I mean, the Arthur Curry character that we are introduced to, like his whole. Mirror is like one of the main reasons he's even involved with Atlantis and stuff. And stuff. Like this is not like, oh, this is somebody like it, a lot of his purpose for being involved with Atlantis comes from the inspiration he gets from Mira, and the the kind of constant prodding from Mira, saying that you know you're kind of your this is your birthright and you kind of owe this to us. Also, there's a crazy person that's going to take over if you don't. Like, sort like story should matter. Story threads should matter. Like, I watched that Aquaman movie. I liked the movie. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was perfect. But I did like the movie. And you're trying to get me to follow this franchise. You're trying to get me to follow this character's journey in Arthur Curry. And you're telling me, like, this person that was basically the reason why he actually got involved in any of this, uh, she's only going to be in there for 10 minutes. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, do better. Like, just say we cannot have this person in the movie because of a lot of reasons. Therefore, we can't. We can't have her at all, which would suck. But I, again, I would understand. I think everybody would understand. Or just leave her in the movie because you're, you're putting her in the movie anyway. Like if if she's good enough for ten minutes, to me she's good enough to, for two hours. I don't understand putting them in a movie and saying, "Well, we're taking some kind of stand by just reducing their time." No, you're just hurting the story. There's not you're not ta- you're not taking any stand. You're not making any case for anything. I don't like Amber Heard's going to be an Aquaman. It doesn't matter how long she's going to be in it. You've already made a stance by doing this. So what does it matter if you're putting her in for ten minutes or two hours? 
I think if you put her in there for two hours, I think people are in, people are going to boycott. You told me if, 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 if people, people are going to boycott anyway. Kendall, people are going to boycott anyway. That you're one hundred percent right, but I I think the reaction won't be as uh, volatile. If people are add sit through two hours of Amber Heard, they're gonna they're gonna lose their mind. And I, and you could say I, I I personally my stance is I don't care, but that's that's just me personally. But there are gonna be people that do, and they have a right to, I guess. But um, if you're Warner Brothers, you have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Aquaman is a strong enough brand right now where they can afford that. I don't know how Sham feels. To me, ten minutes and two hours. To me, there's no difference. I. To me, if you have if the if the problem is you're putting a movie and you're promoting a movie that has an abuser in the movie, it don't matter how long the person's in it. That's a, that's a problem. That's your stance. Yeah, that's yeah, people, stance. yeah. The people are gonna people are gonna be losing their minds anyway. Thing is, like, you put her in ten minutes, take her out of the movie. If, just, just, if she's in it, period, people are gonna lose their minds because she's getting paid. That's the issue is that she's gonna be getting paid. Um, like they like these people do not want her. In the movie, they don't want her profiting. They don't want any of that stuff. They feel like she's not fit, and that there are other people who have had allegations against them, and even less corroborating evidence that have been removed. So, I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to editorialize this at all. I'm trying to present the facts about what these people think. So, in their eyes, it's like this. Then she should be treated just like everyone else. That's their feeling. So. I don't again. I don't see the difference between her being in the movie two hours and then you're saying, "Well, she's in ten minutes, but she is in the movie, and she did get paid for this." And we, we you know, I, 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 mean, I don't know indeed, what man, they. I don't know what to deal with thing. the contract. She said she was released. I don't know if they renegotiated or if she. I get the impression that she fought them from a legal standpoint. I get the impression. That's what I'm saying. That I think they want. They, they tried to release her, and she was like, "Oh, my contract reads this, and you have no grounds to release me." And she probably was right. You know, she's not been criminally charged with anything. Like, she probably was right. And that's probably yes. why they're here. And said, all right, well, we're going to embarrass you by putting you in there for 10 minutes. And she was like, okay. Yep, check still, check still check clear. Check still unclear. Man. man, there's ATM in every, in every city. Shout out to <laughs> Andrew Bynum. It don't matter. So, it is what it is. But, I don't know. This, this, this was really, when I saw that headline, I was like, what? Like, is this really happening? That was the 10-minute thing. And then I saw Amber's comments in this disposition i'm like this is really happening they really think a year a three-year odyssey regarding amber heard allegations abuse allegations we got zero from them and they think that the solution is put her in a movie for 10 minutes for a very important character shame on dc that is unacceptable last story of the day real quickly real quickly guys um we we talked about this in the past and there were some rumors that it had been cut previously. We didn't get to talk about it because we've been talking about a bunch of other stuff on the podcast. But I did want to mention for our audience that it, the the Wonder Twins, which was a live action uh, series, a live action project that was supposed to be coming out on HBO Max, has officially been cut. There was a rumor that it had been cut, and now we learn that it has in fact uh, been cut. Even though we had heard that they had already cast the Wonder Twins, you know, KJ Appa. And Isabel May were, were cast to play uh, uh, Zan and Jana, but that that is apparently not happening anymore. And a lot of the questions surrounded were why? Why is this not happening? Why would you cast people? And then now we don't know what's going on. So the word is that 
the uh, new CEO, David Zaslov, who's, uh, you know, from Discovery. And now, of course, as Kendall mentioned, there was this merger with, with Warner Brothers. Uh, he's implemented a mandate that all DC movies should be made with a theatrical first goal, which would make sense from what we heard with the uh, Batgirl movie. First being geared towards HBO Max, now being geared towards uh, a theatrical release. He apparently was also not too thrilled that this was going to be a $75 million budget for something that he had deemed to be too niche. So, no wonder twins. Kendall, what is your thought process on A, this project being cut, and B, some of the rationale behind it? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, obviously me and Jamari, big KJ Apa fans, didn't know what to make of uh, the casting because, you know, I, I, I've seen KJ Apa in, 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 in potentially better roles for himself than, than playing one uh, half of the Wonder Twins. But still uh, excited to see him on the on the on the DC stage. But uh, this might be a blessing in disguise. I definitely think this might be a blessing in disguise for him. Um, you know, uh, can't get much worse than than, than the, the Songbird movie that he did for Michael Bay. Uh, 2020. That was a that was quite the mess. But still, potentially a blessing in disguise. I don't think that this was going to be anything special. Uh, obviously, we didn't hear enough about it for me to really critique it. But I wasn't uh, super excited about it. Um, in terms of uh, the the new ideology coming out of Warner Brothers Discovery, I mean, I feel like you know, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, if you know that you you'd like your films that are being produced to justify the theatrical release, um, you know, given the, that the budget that they command, I mean, Netflix, Netflix is sort of weird because for the longest time they've commanded that they've had this model that made them all this money, and then now they're starting to see a little bit of a of a the money's not looking the same, you know, according to the last earnings report, so. Um, you know, you start to wonder, do the outside competitors say, oh, maybe the streaming thing, I mean, it's great, but you can make a lot of money with it, but at the same time, maybe we don't want to overextend ourselves, or else we, we get, we, you know, we, we'll, we'll get caught, so, I, you know, I'm curious to see how this, how this will play out, and I'm curious to see what it will mean for, uh, something like Blue Beetle, you know, that's supposed to, that was supposed to be, uh, HBO Max originally out, I mean, We've said for months that that's a better, well, much better equipped for a theatrical release. Um, and I would still would be surprised if that gets released on HBO Max first. I just think you're talking about a massive moneymaker, I think, if they decide to release that in theaters. And it's good, of course. Um, and I think it'll be good. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, it remains to be seen. But I'm, uh, that's whatever. I think a, a blessing in disguise. I was not looking forward to this very much. Sham, mm. your thoughts on 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 the the new outlook for Warner Media DC with the mandate of theatrical first goal and the fact that the Winter Twins isn't happening? I mean, they should be trying to do theatrical releases in general, um, but um, so yeah, I mean that that just on its own doesn't doesn't exactly surprise me. Um, 
like Kendall said, with Blue Beetle. Um, but for, when it comes to the Wonder Twins, I mean, I'd say I'm kind of with Kendall. I wasn't super excited for this just generally as a concept for a film. Um, I was excited for my boy KJ Apple. That I was excited for. Um, I thought he would have done a good job. I mean, I think he's a good actor. But, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess those are the breaks. I mean, Wonder Twins. I don't know how well that would have done, to be totally honest. Um, I mean, I don't think you see that many twins in, in movies. I think that would have been interesting potentially. Um, yeah. you know, I mean. I mean, even on TV, I mean, the only the ones that kind of mind are Tia and Tamara, Maori. I mean, outside of that, I don't, you don't, you just don't see that many twins. So that would, I think that would have been an interesting concept. Uh, you know, Zach even and if, Cody. Yeah, it's Zach oh, yeah. and Cody. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Sweet life, yeah. Sweet life. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course, of course, the, of course, the goat, the goat uh, twins are Mary Kate and Ashley. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely showing our age, popularity, yeah. and stuff. But, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kind of dating ourselves, but uh, the oh, American. We did, did T and Tamara. That's not that much. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Some... Fair enough. <laughs> that's fair that enough. dated us already. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, fair enough. I mean, I, yeah, that, no, that's true. That's true. I feel like first um, of all, I feel like I feel like all three twin trios we just named dated us. We did Zach and Cody, T and Tamara, probably. and I did Mary Kate and Ashley. Zach and Cody not yeah, too bad. That's yeah, I'll be fair. No, but like, but like for people like we know Zach and Cody because we were kids when Zach and Cody were on TV, which is right. I mean, them, them dudes is adults now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. every one of them trios are all adults. They're not old. I mean, T and Tamara are probably the oldest, but they they started TV older than the other the other four. But like, but I mean, it it's still they still all from a long time ago. So I, I'm not I'm not gonna take the yeah. heat as being the guy who dated us. By saying Mary Kate and Ashley, <laughs> just for the record, it's not my fault. They started on TV as babies. I mean, at least we still have an Olsen. There is still an Olsen out here, like on the MCU. It is true. So you know, we got the youngest ones out there doing work, I guess. Um, but yeah, and and shout to all of them. They're all very talented. Yeah, but, of course. Um, I kind of yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I think it would have been it would have been nice. I mean, it would have been nice. The Wonder Twins would have been cool to see, but I'm not, you know, going crazy that it's not happening. Um, it, we Kendall is right. It does remain to be seen what happens to, with Blue Beetle. It should be a movie if they get Blue Beetle a movie budget and movie quality storytelling. It would be I. It just be Iron Man with like, but like more interesting, kind of. Honestly, <laughs> you know, a more interesting kind of backstory, um, more interesting abilities, more, you can, quite frankly, you can do with it. It's like Iron Man meets like Green Lantern, to be honest, um, meets like Moon Knight or something. It's very, in- very interesting. Very, very interesting. They could do so much with that. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So th- th- those are my thoughts. One thing I also noticed, by the way, is Cole and Dylan, they need to get. They need to talk to their to their agents because they're we just mentioned the trio of twins and you know T and Tamara had got to play themselves as T and Tamara and Mary Kate and Ashley eventually got to play themselves as Mary Kate and Ashley. We we mentioned Dylan and Cole as Zach and Cody, like they only we only know them as their characters on their show. We they need to do a project where their characters are their actual names because I think that that will probably lead to a bigger bag for them. Yeah, I was gonna say I was they're like, doing pretty yeah. well. They're doing pretty well, but I'm just saying. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you know Cole's like, Cole's doing a lot. Yeah, Cole's, Cole's doing, doing his very... thing. But I'm like, man, like, they, they, can't the brothers get, you know, <laughs> can't they get a, a show where they get to go by Cole and Dylan, just like T and Tamara and Mary Kate and Ashley got to? I'm, you know, just, and if they need an agent to hook them up, maybe I'm the guy because I, I haven't heard anybody make this case for them. But real quickly, just on the on the Wonder Twins, I, I, I feel like this, this project is like 20 years too late because to me, this always felt like, this felt like kind of like, it was kind of weird because it's like in some ways it's a nostalgia pull because, of course, the Wonder Twins were introduced yep. in the 70s with the Super Friends. And typically, you know, in like Hollywood, it's like a 20 to 30 year like fit window where they try to like do things for nostalgia. So that's why you see like a lot of like 90s stuff happening now because we're like 30 years removed and like those people are like young adults and they're the people that are most out here in these streets most out spending here in money. these movies most out here spending money exactly so that's why the nostalgia is hitting us right now just like when like why there was that 70s show in 2000 you know yep. so the wonder twins they don't really have a great angle in terms of like a, a history in the comics like the D- dc introduced them in the 90s but they really haven't done much with the wonder twins over the past 30 years since they've been or you know 25 years since they've been in the comics but you know their their run on the super friends was very iconic for a lot of people of that age our parents age it just feels like like this is something that should have been done 20 20 years ago when people of that age were not to say they're not still out here but they're more out here they're more pushing the what what's popular in pop culture this felt like a thing where it was like we're doing nostalgia but also maybe we're trying to get people who just think this is cool the one of the twins, I think, are actually a pretty cool idea. Like you said, we don't have twin superhero duos. That's not really a thing. So it could have been neat, but it just felt like this was like a product that... And also the campiness of the Wonder Twins also would have worked better 20 years ago. Like, I don't know. I just It just feels like this is something that probably shouldn't... It was going to be something probably like, you know, we're going to do the Wonder Twins, but super dark. And it was going to be weird. I, I didn't need this. I didn't need this at all. And and in terms of the, 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 the process of deciding, you know, we're going to do more movies for theatrical releases where I can focus on the streaming. I mean, look, I think that Blue Beetle should absolutely be on, the stri- on you know, a big screen. Like, I think it's ridiculous that it wasn't. I thought that Batgirl being on the small screen was ridiculous. I think that Static Shock not being on a big screen is ridiculous. I, but there is a part of me that kind of just doesn't like the idea that, like, you put out a strategy. I don't, you know there's tons of work done to create this strategy. And then some guy just comes and says, oh, no, that's stupid. We're not doing that. I don't know. It just it makes me feel, again, like, is there a real direction going on uh, over there? Or are they kind of just flying by the seat of their pants? And maybe they are because, you know, there's an acquisition that was had, that was done. And that, that, that will actually absolutely affect, you know, major decisions like that. And, you know, we know they've well, been kind of looking well, for well, a Kevin Feige uh, figure. Welcome to Pro Sports. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're sitting right about that. You know, a new owner or a new general manager, new president will come in and just be like, yeah, that stuff you were doing, that's done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, from the creative standpoint, though, it's just, it's just, it is a little annoying. It's just, and like, to, to your point, when it comes to, you know, pro sports, there's a part of you that's like, well, if something ain't working, then of course you got to change. And I mean, I don't know if I could say, we, I guess that's a problem for me, is that like, we actually don't know if this whole streaming, you know, direct to streaming service thing was gonna work for DC. 
Like we'll never, no. we'll never know. Like they, they, they. The only thing we know they, is they, they kneecapped the themselves before it even, where even took off. Yeah, the only thing they can evaluate is what were the numbers during that twenty twenty one where they exactly. decide every movie is going to be direct streaming. Which they, they clearly, have internal they, numbers. Yeah, right. clearly that dude, the new dude in charge, read the numbers and is like, we putting these movies in the theaters, and yep. I'm not paying seventy five million for a movie that I think is too niche, and and then also you look at the Batman. You know, right, it's the yeah. other movie they release where they stopped doing that, and look at what it—you know—I'm sure that movie made them a ton of money. So, yeah, and that's why you know I'm sorry. Like, I, I also like not to just harp on something randomly. It's not super random, but like, can we can we can we now agree that those people that were going crazy about theaters dying—they were all wrong and stupid. I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go that far. <laughs> wow. Oh, where's the <laughs> where's the lie? Someone tell me where the lie is. Because they were yelling at everybody who did not agree with them about how they were what, killing all these wait, jobs. We, so they were going to kill all these about, jobs. We're never going to be in theaters again. And these, these so, the Hollywood and uh, you know the Christopher Nolan. Talking, and, I'm talking, are talking about, about the people, are we talking about I'm the people talking, that were saying theaters were going to die because of the pandemic? Or are we talking about people who are saying theaters are going to die because of streaming services? Streaming. I the oh. people with the pandemic. Well, it's a little bit of both. But you kind of can't separate them because we only did the streaming service thing initially because of the pandemic. There was no one that said, oh, we're going to do movies on stream. No one was thinking about that. Because I I think there's a layer of people that thought that theaters were going to die because because theaters were dangerous. You know what I mean? Not because. And those (laughs) people were stupid. I'm going to say it again. I I can't say that those people were stupid. We're in theaters now, Kendall. No, what has changed? what has that, changed? That was trying to that was trying to project a, a pandemic that we didn't know anything about. So, but Kendall, like, at the time, we kept saying people are eventually gonna go back to movies. That was our whole right. thing at the time, right? Right. Like this notion that oh, they, that the because their notion, Kendall, was by doing this now, the 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 movie film companies won't have any motivation to put movies in theaters. Therefore, theaters were gonna die. That was stupid and insane. That made zero sense. Well, because me I and Shamari kept saying on this podcast that going to a movie theater is an attraction. People like to do it because it's a social event. The idea that people are not going to do a social event because they could see a movie on their thirty-inch TV screen was dumb. It, it, well, it didn't make any sense back that. then, and it, and it clearly didn't make well, sense now because the big, the biggest, biggest that platform that was doing it just gave up. We can't say that only because that that never. That never really happened. Like, Warner really Brothers happened? did it. Like, they tried right. it. But that's our point. I said no, it was never going to happen. <laughs> no, well, we were talking about... I mean... I, again, I don't know how many people... I don't know what the numbers were on their end. Because they were going off of, you know, subscriptions. I don't know how many people... The box office for those movies weren't great. So I think that was the point. was like, if we go with this model, theaters are going to die. But the and point was that it. the only reason why they're doing this is because people don't want to go to the theater right now. It's not because they, they people prefer to watch movies at home and that people won't go to see movies in the theater, which is what me and Shamari kept saying on this podcast so, over so and over I, So I guess you're, so your thing is that because that's the thing. That they the, were wrong. The that's my thing is that they were wrong because because they said that Warner Media decided to put all their movies in the streaming service in 2020 and 
what's the name and Christopher Nolan having this hissy fit over the fact that his movie was in uh, was going to be on a streaming service that this was going to be the end of the movie going experience. That's what that was. This was the beginning of the end. That's what they were saying. I'm right. not making. Shamar, am I making this up? I'm not making so, uh, any of this up. Uh, yeah, if you were saying that's that. what so, they were saying. I think they, they I think sound they, crazy when so you look at where we are now. The problem. The only thing is that those. Honestly, I think the pushback stopped a lot of people from going through with it. Like Warner Brothers did, and they made their decision and they did it. But even that was only for a year. I think the the idea is but that you can't say that because they came out with a whole plan to put DC movies in stream. It, they, like there wasn't a, the pushback for those DC movies going on a streaming service, the Batgirl, the this Wonder Twins. The pushback wasn't oh you're killing the movie experience. It was those movies are really good. No, Why I'm the hell would you put it in a theater? I'm saying there was pushback from the theater community and right. in the in, the, in Hollywood that like if oh if you put Black Widow on on Disney Plus and all oh, if you put <laughs> Eternals on 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 Disney Plus and all oh, if you put Fast and Furious on right. like they couldn't they couldn't do that. So all these places pushed back and was like, no, we're just gonna wait. We're gonna wait it out. And but eventually they, they did. Got, it. They waited it out to a point where the pandemic was at a point where people were willing to take the risk, and it was a fifty-fifty. And then now you feel pretty good about it. HBO, for, you know, HBO Max, Warner Brothers were the only ones that said we're doing a well, dual no, release. Not, no, that's not, no, that's not true. Disney Plus put Mulan out in. Streaming they did do Mulan. with what's the name? They did. Yeah, but I'm Doc, talking. But Black I mean, Widow talking was also a dual streaming thing. I'm just. Talking, they had I'm several movies that went directly to Disney Plus. So that's talking, not entirely talking, true. Talking superhero movies? Because that's what I'm. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking all movies. Like tentpole. Like I'm talking the tentpole, which today's day and age is, is 90% superhero movies. But if you're talking about just those, those right. movies. But Black Widow went. What? 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 Black Widow was a movie that was put on Disney Plus as well as theaters. Mulan yes. was put on Disney Plus as well as theaters. Yes. HBO Max put all of their movies that entire year on theater. That was a long. This wasn't a short time. This was a long time when we were having yeah, all these movies at so home, and they and, and they kept saying that nothing was go- that this was going to be the end because people wouldn't go back. And guess what? People went back, like I said they would. Well, they the, were yeah, wrong. There's no option. Like there is no second option. You know, like a lot of these movies have been ex- have been released exclusively. Sham, Sham, I want you to. To set, I mean, I, I know where you're gonna go, but I feel like Kendall's shooting these people insane bail because he knows that we smoked them in this ta- in this debate, in this argument. You no, know, retrospectively, now that we've seen what's happened, but uh, am I am I off on this that they look crazy today? Nah, I mean, and I mean, I don't really know how you can say that we did people didn't have a choice because I mean they always have a choice. Right. You know, if they don't want to, if they don't feel safe or if they say, oh, screw it, I'll just wait till it comes out and streaming or whatever. They could do. They can still do that. You can do that today. Yeah. There are people that are and doing that. I saw people tweet that about the because, Batman. Because. Right. But and no one and no one's doing that. So I, I think it's I think it's pre- I think it's pretty clear that the theaters were never in like mortal, mortal danger. But also, I mean, again, I think the pandemic Uh-oh. Is not as bad, you know. Now we have vaccines. Like people, like we all remember twenty twenty. You know, like but there was a, there was a point we, where we really didn't know. We don't know what we don't know what the movie theater experience is going to look like. But Kendall, the only thing I push back on when you say the pandemic isn't as bad is that was not the crux of their issue. 
their issue was. No, yeah, you're talking when, about the Christopher Nolan people. Like, no, that, well, yeah, the, the question of the issue was yeah. that once you introduce this this service to people are never fans, that people will never go back. To never theirs. go back. That was you know, dumb. That made no sense. Those people were wrong, and it's obvious. So my thing is, for example, what's the last Doctor Strange? If Doctor Strange was released on on Disney Plus, I probably wouldn't have went to probably wouldn't went to the theater to watch it. I don't know. You know, like if it's but it didn't happen. Is my point? (laughs) No, but Kendall, you're not understanding. Is that we said that that was never going to happen because theaters have value. But it's not that was our that was our entire point. The the theater going experience has value because the the pandemic is stabilized. Right, so they can make money in theaters, which they said was going to be obsolete. Because if, D- if Disney, re- if Disney well, well, realized that they could make more money, there was more money. No one ever debated that there was that there was that there was more money in making in releasing movies in theaters versus direct to stream. Right, the whole point was that would it be would it be worth it if nobody's going to go? And what we kept saying is the theater going experience isn't going to just die overnight. It's dumb to think that because we're in a situ- a bad situation where there's health issues at hand that oh this is going to just happen and once this happens then even when things are good we're never going to go back that didn't that did not make any fundamental sense which is why every time i talked about it on this podcast i said that this is ridiculous and now we're we're years out of this and now you have the major the the major driver of the end of the theater era which is what people kept telling us on social media just decided that the biggest movies that they do that they were thinking of keeping on streaming service. Now they're saying no, we're not going to do that. And I'm saying, That's where are these money. folks that yeah. said? But I'm saying, where but, are these folks that said that that, that what they did? Well, my, my overall point, Kendall, is that what happened in 2020 was safe for everybody. It, it kept everybody safe. It didn't hurt theaters. It, like we still go to theaters now. Like it was hysteria for nothing. And there was no basis yeah, but for I can't it. Say hysteria. That's the only. That's the only thing is that I just can't say hysteria for nothing, given the the nature of what we were dealing with. People had a right to feel however they wanted about. Well, they right, okay, right, 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 right. But I have a right to say you were wrong. I get that. <laughs> but like, I can now look at it and say, okay, you saw it yeah, one way. I saw it. I saw it another that's way. You call it and there's <laughs> a different side to this. And I'm not right, call them idiots. You know what I mean. I didn't. I, I said it was dumb. I didn't call them idiots. Right. I, I would never well, go that far. I don't know. I, you, I, I said. I, I, I said, said it was idiotic. <laughs> I don't think I said idiotic. I don't think I said idiotic. People check the right, tape. I don't think I, I said. I said dumb. Okay. Um, because it was, and we have the facts of what happened since. And for yeah, people to then, say that, again, that I'm not. I, I'm that, never going to say. Oh, look, there are some people that say no. But the reason why no, I'm saying this on my chest. The reason why I'm saying this on my chest. That was dumb. No, you know, but Kendall, yeah, the reason why I'm crazy. saying this with my chest is because that because they were they were willing to risk people putting their lives at risk to go see a movie for the sake of something that they thought was going to happen that well, no, had that's, no, again, that had that's no chance that had no, no chance of happening. I'm saying that no, you're, it's, you're the same, it's the same. It's the same. No, it's the same thing. No, but you're 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 putting you're you're lumping together people that were just trying to be safe and saying I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to go to movies. I I want you to release everything on on on. Disney Plus, or that should be the way we do things going forward because it's safer for everybody. Screw the movie theater. And you're saying, you know, like for me, those people, you know, weren't idiots for. I have not said one thing about that person. No, but I think that that person also may have thought, yeah, the theater thing has to die. 
You know, well, I, like, I, I wasn't. I was gonna argue up, with that person. The pandemic is gonna be too, too bad. Well, so let me be, so let me be clear. I, I have no, ta- I have no take on not, that person's feelings. It's not as I, bad as we thought it was gonna be. So that person was wrong, but I don't think that that person was an idiot. You know but, what I mean? Or but I Shemari, that that but Kendall, and I don't know Shamari feels. I don't. I don't feel like there was just driving. There was two sides to this. There was. There wasn't a side that was yes, kill theaters and put everything on streaming services. Like I. I don't. That was not a. That was not a campaign. That was not a thing. I, I mean, I, no. I think that there was definitely there were definitely a lot of people that that because I mean, that said that they wanted theaters people. to end. No, that, I, said, that, that said that they want dual options regardless of the situation. I want to be able to watch it at home, and I want to be able to watch it at the theater. Not realistic, okay. but that's something that pe- that people wanted. And but I don't. But I guess you're. But I guess you're defending. You're defending people that I have no beef with. I don't agree with that. But I don't really. That wasn't my beef. My beef was with people right. that but kept that's, saying, that's what I, "Well, that's what I'm saying. we have to make that." That's the only reason why I stopped you at the beginning. And said, "So who exactly are we talking about?" Because there's two levels of people but that I almost think you went to a third. I think I, I think that you had two. You gave me two categories. I think you're not talking about a third category that I have no take on. I wasn't arguing with them. I'm talking about people that said, "If you do this for this year, that's going to lead these 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 film companies to decide we don't need to put." any movies in any theaters and it's going to kill the theater industry and again me and shamari sat in this podcast and said that's ridiculous for a lot of reasons we look back now we're in 2022 in may 18th and i can look back and say those people were ridiculous and it, they it was hysteria for no reason because here we are because we said at a certain point in time movie making there's still money to be made in theaters the idea that people aren't going to go to theaters is ludicrous. That was their whole premise. Their premise was no, that but we, if you, see, do, if you that, do this now, they'll demand they'll that. demand that people they'll demand that you only do movies for streaming or you do a dual option. Well, well, that's again, not what happened. I'll say is that I can't say that it was ludicrous for people to say that people wouldn't go to theaters because we went I don't know what six months where people weren't. Go- I wasn't going to a theater. I think that was so like they. I mean, yeah. I mean, in that moment, and again, we can talk about there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I, again, I can't speak for someone else. You had, you know, you may have had better foresight than than the next person on what COVID was going to look like. But I just think that they're, you know, it, it, it's. I I I agree that. Look, I disagreed with someone like Christopher Nolan. I mean, I I I wanted everything to be released. You know, you know, I wanted everything to be premiere access on Disney Plus. Like, I didn't want to have to even see a movie like Shang Chi in the theaters, but. Regardless, if you're gonna if you're gonna raise the red alarms and flags and ring all the bells about how catastrophic this was going to be, and you're wrong, I'm dancing in the end zone on you. I'm sorry, I'm dancing in the end zone on you. It'd be different if it was, you know, we have some concerns and uh, Shamari, correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't a oh, well, we gotta see how this goes. It was yo, if you do this, you're gonna be killing everybody, all these jobs and all these small yeah, businesses. But, I mean, so, they were again, they, they took it personal. So but again, when I look right, at it, say, I think those people that doesn't make any sense. And then I come back I, and I, I was I, right. I'm like, yeah, I'm dancing the end zone in y'all. Y'all maybe made no I'll sense. Give these people way too much credit. But I think that those people are part of the reason why the theater is as healthy as it is right now. Because if all these collective units that we're talking about, that all these, all these, you know, Hollywood studios decided we're all going to just embrace, we're all going to become Netflix and just embrace streaming and screw the theaters. The theaters would, I don't know if they'd be open right now, but a lot of them decided through 
you know, obviously communication, we're all going to push back because, you know, we got Christopher Nolan, you know, go, you know, yelling us on one end and we got, you know, Tom Cruise yelling us at another end and this and that. We're going to say, all right, we're not going to release Black Widow for eight months or, yeah, we're not going to release, you know, Fast and Furious for a year and all this different stuff. I just- where now we're at the point where now that things are are safer they can release those movies and things have been or things have been great but i think that that was probably largely larger their point was let's hold off on these things if we have to even if it means we have no movies for a year let's hold off until we can we can get them on the or at least let's hold off until there's a there's a a, a clear point where we can start to show these movies again and so chef i don't know how you feel i just i I just i I don't think it's fair to say you can't you can't give people credit for saying, "Well, we stopped something we we said was going to happen because we yelled." Like, well, I no, that's what happened. I'm not. No, that's not. That's not. That, 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 thing, that's not no, that's just... not what happened because they did a whole year where we had all these movies on streaming, and they said that this is going to kill movies, and it didn't. So you but can't say that. Oh, movies, they stopped though? it. They didn't stop about it. One studio. HBO did. They, their whole, Warner Media had major movies. The Matrix yeah, up until December was in one movie a month. You know, but right, and then and then up until it, and then up until May, we had Disney doing the same thing. So let's not act like oh, it was this, it was one month, and then it was the whole year we were in the movie theater. That's not the case. Disney, it's you, not. It's not but even Disney. And they said Warner know, Media doing limited. that was, but they can't. They said Warner doing that was going to be the, the 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 gateway to the end of theaters. That's what they said. Warner Media didn't say, oh, you're right, let's not do it. They they still did it. And we said y'all are tripping, and then and then so like you can't go back and say well they were tripping, but they stopped something that already actually did happen, but it was stopped because not everyone else did it. That no, I'm not. I'm not. You're not getting credit for that. Not that when I say you, I mean them. That no yeah. way. That makes zero sense. Sham, I want to give you the last word on this because we kind of yell at each other for the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, clearly, I'm more with on EJ's side of this, of this, uh, you know, perspective. Can I, I think EJ just trying to say the people that were hysterical saying movie theaters were going to go out of business, and you guys doing this, you guys being Warner Media and and uh, Disney and all the other people giving Paramount and all these other companies allowing these movies to be seen on streaming um, or streaming exclusive or early on streaming. Uh, are gonna kill the movie business he's just saying those people were wrong and we knew that they would be wrong and that you know this kind of perpetual uh kind of death covid death permanent death thing isn't gonna probably isn't gonna be forever <laughs> you know probably right, gonna, right, right. you know we were gonna get something whether it be vaccine whether it be treatments something is something it was something or enough people are going to die to be dark, you know, not to get that dark, but that was kind of a worst case scenario. But eventually people are going to go back to theaters, right? Because it's, we created movies, they're, you know, ven- entertainment venues. We've had streaming for a while. Netflix has been around for a while. If that was a viable model to really replace theaters permanently, it would have by now. And it hasn't. You know, you got big theaters, you got mom and pop theaters. People are going to support these, these, these venues. People want to support these venues. People don't want movies to die, <laughs> you know. So I think that's what EJ's saying. That's what I'm saying. Is that those people were wrong? We knew they were wrong. That was a very edgy take. That probably wasn't going to be true, and it wasn't true. <laughs> but 
So yeah, that's 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 my take. That's my take on that. I think Shamari there should get the final word on this episode of New Generation Hero Talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Did not expect the very end <laughs> to get extended and heated, but it was fun. Uh, that's the kind of conversations that we as a family have all the time. So it was, you know, sometimes it's good to just freestyle and have that on air. So uh, I'm very curious what you guys think of that whole situation. But uh, if you enjoyed this show, of course, make sure you follow all our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, New Generation Media. Of course, the NBA Draft Lottery just happened, so you can expect to have plenty of NBA Draft content coming your way. There's already a new video up uh, from this past week, so make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube, New Generation Media. And as I said before, if you want to let us know what you think of any of the stuff we said on this podcast, uh, you can always uh, hit us up on our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. As well as Facebook, you can uh, reach us, uh, New Generation Media. And follow us all individually on social media if you want to reach out to us. You can find uh, myself, EJ underscore Stewart on Twitter, Action, e- Action EJ on Instagram. Kendall can be found on Twitter at New Gen Ken. Uh, uh, yes, New Gen Ken. And Shamari is on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. That will do it for now. Thank you guys for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.